Welcome to Epic Today. If you're new with us, my name is Trent. I'm one of the pastors on staff here. And I just want to say thank you so much for joining us online. Now, in light of our current reality that we're all facing, that the world is facing, I just want to make sure that you're okay. So hopefully you're doing all right right now. But if you're not doing okay, I would love if you would reach out to us. If you need someone to talk to, if you need someone to pray with you, if you need help in any way, just email us at care at theepicchurch.com. And one of our volunteers, one of our staff members would love to reach out to you. We'd love to pray with you. We'd love to pray for you. And we'd love to figure out how we can help you in this time of need. Now, this crisis that we're all facing is something that is impacting our world and it's changing the way that we live. It's changing the way that we shop. It's changing the way that we work. It's even changing the way that we go to church. And I am so grateful that we can leverage things like technology to have services like we're having today. And I'm grateful for staff and volunteers who can help us leverage that stuff. One of the things that I was especially grateful for last week was the chance for my family to sit down and enjoy a service together. So that's something that we don't typically get to do. I'm serving in one area. My wife's serving in another area. My kids are serving in other areas. And so last week we got the chance to sit down together and watch a service. And at the end of that service, we spent about 45 minutes talking about what Tim taught about last week. We had a great discussion talking about forgiveness and how that applies to our lives. And here's what I hope that you'll do today. I hope that you'll leverage a conversation after this sermon. So after I'm finished, after I pray, there's gonna be some questions pop up on the screen. And when those questions pop up on the screen, I hope that you'll just spend a few minutes processing those questions. You can do that personally. You can do that with a group of people that maybe you're gathering with, or you can even go on our Facebook page and you can engage one of our staff members there. So I hope you'll just stay tuned with us and dig a little deeper in what we're talking about today. Now, today we're going to do something a little different, and I'm sure you're thinking we're doing a whole lot of things different right now in this current reality. But what we're going to do today is we're going to pause our Deadly Belief series, and we're going to do something different based upon what we did about a month ago. So we're going to celebrate something today in a really big way. So we're going to celebrate kind of the results of our Four Flagler series that we did back in February. So back in February, we talked about the big vision that God has for us as a church and the ways that God wants us to step into our community and serve in a bigger way. And today we're going to celebrate the results of our financial commitments that we made together towards that. So if you missed that, if you missed our series in February, if you didn't hear what we were talking about, the big vision that God has for us, I got a video that I want you to watch this morning. It's a short video. It just highlights the vision that God has for us for our community. So take a look at this. Romans 8.31 says, Since God is for us, who can ever be against us? The problem is many people today don't feel like God is for them. They feel like if God exists, he is probably against them or mad at them in some way. But that couldn't be farther from the truth. God is for us and he wants us to know that. So since the beginning of Epic, we have set out to prove to our community that God is for them. We've done that through our serving projects where we send hundreds of our people into our community to serve. 
We've done that through working with local partners like Habitat for Humanity, Grace Community Food Pantry, Alpha Women's Center, and our Domestic Violence Shelter. And after 10 years of being for Flagler County, more and more people are beginning to understand that God is for them. And now we have a new opportunity. We are at a point where the needs of our community outweigh the capacity of our current resources, staff, and rented facilities. So we believe God is leading us to launch into the next chapter of us being for Flagler. And we plan to do that in three key ways. Number one, since we are for our community, we plan to create a care network and counseling center to help meet some of the needs of our community. The sad reality is Flagler County has had one of the highest suicide rates in Florida over the past few years, and our community lacks the resources we need to address those things. So we want our care network and counseling center to be a part of the solution. Our counseling center will provide spiritual direction and biblical solutions for many of the struggles that people face today. And our care network will be a place where anyone looking for spiritual, emotional, or physical help can find it. To do this, we need easily accessible rented office facilities with counseling rooms. We need trained volunteers who can provide care, compassion, and guidance. And we need staff and counselors who can provide high quality biblical and psychological help. The second way for us to be for Flagler involves us being for families. As a growing church of 700 people, more and more families are coming. And often they are coming because their children are excited about what they are experiencing here at Epic and want to keep coming back. In addition to that, there are thousands of children and students in our community who need to be connected with so they can be connected with God. Our children and students are the future of our community and we want to invest more of our resources in them. To help us do these things, we are planning to hire a full-time student director and hire additional part-time staff members for our children's ministry. The third way for us to be more for Flagler involves us being for the future. So we feel like it's time to further establish ourselves in our community by purchasing and building a new church facility. The land that we're in contract to purchase is a 16-acre parcel close to I-95 around the corner from our local hospital and next to our airport. And this land is easily accessible from all parts of our community. And on this land, we plan to build an engaging facility where thousands of children, students, and adults can continue to come and be transformed by the truth that God is for them. This is the opportunity before us. And over the next 24 months, we need to raise $2.5 million to reach these goals. 1.5 of that will increase our operational budget, which will enable us to start our counseling center and care network and hire more staff. And then we hope to raise an additional $1 million to purchase our land and finish phase one of developing that land. We're asking everyone who calls Epic their home to join us in this great adventure. I ask you to pray, engage, and give to help us in this next chapter of reaching our community for Christ. So let's join together in being for our community, for our families, and for the future because God is for Flagler, we are for Flagler, and I am for Flagler. I hope you'll be for Flagler as well.
So that's our vision. That's the big vision that God has for us. And today I'm going to reveal the financial commitments that we made together as a church family to fulfill this big vision. Now, I need you to know that we have had this date, this date of celebration on our calendar for months. So months ago, we were planning when we were gonna do this and we were trying to navigate around spring break and time change and we had no idea that Corona was gonna come visit us at the same time. And so we started discussions about whether we should do this or not. And we thought maybe we should hold off in light of what we're facing as a nation. But then we reached out to some folks who gave us encouragement and they said, like, why don't you move forward anyway and give some good news in light of a whole lot of bad news that we're getting on a regular basis? So that's what we decided to do. We're gonna celebrate some good news today. Now, before we get into that good news, uh, let me tell you the prayer that we've been praying since the beginning of Epic, and we've really focused in on praying during this Four Flagler series. So it's based on Ephesians 3.20, which says, now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. That's been our theme verse for the past 10 years. And we've seen God answer prayers related to that verse over and over and over again. And I love that verse uh, because of what God has done in us and through us through that verse. So I wanna unpack that verse for a few minutes with you and tell you some of the things that that verse reminds me of. First thing is this, that verse reminds me that God is able. So God is able in any situation at any time to do anything that he wants. He's able to work in situations that we think are hopeless. God is able to work in a health crisis that has many people around the world right now afraid. So remember, God is able. And God is able because of his mighty power. So I want you to listen to what Numbers 11 says about that. It records a time when Moses and the Israelites were facing a big challenge in their lives and God promised to meet their needs. And Moses wasn't really sure that God could do that. So listen to what God asked Moses in Numbers 11, verse 23. God asked, has my arm lost its power? Like Moses, really? Do you think I'm too weak? Do you think that obstacle is too big? Do you think I'm incapable of meeting your needs in this time? Moses, really? Has my arm lost its power? And then he said this, now you will see whether or not my word comes true. So then God displayed his mighty power in that difficult moment for Moses and the Israelites. And here's how this applies to us. The reality is God is not weak. God is not out of resources. God is not up in heaven, wringing his hands, worried to death that he's not gonna be able to cure the coronavirus. God is able because of his mighty power. And I want you to notice what God chooses to do with his mighty power. God chooses to channel his power, get this, in us and through us. And that just blows my mind. Like why would a powerful, perfect God choose to channel his power through imperfect, powerless people like us? Like that's just craziness. But that's the kind of God we serve. God always wants to work in us and through us. But the big questions are, will we let him? Will we let him do his work in our lives? Will we tap into his resources 
Will we tap into his power or will we try to keep using our power? The only stuff that matters for all of eternity is when we let God work in us and through us and when we tap into his power. Another thing that verse reminds me of is that when we allow God to work in us and through us, he does more. He does more in our lives than we can ask or think. God does infinitely more. And God doesn't just cut corners to get the job done. God doesn't do the minimal task required to get the job done in our lives. God always goes above and beyond to do more in our lives. So what do you need God to do in your life right now? Do you need him to step into your finances? I think God can, God will, and God can do more in your finances right now. Do you need God to step into your anxiety? Maybe you're freaking out. Maybe you've got high levels of panic going on. Well, God can step into that. He can bring you peace in this moment, more peace than you've ever had in your life before as you turn to him and let him work in you and through you. Maybe you need God to step into a relationship right now that's strained. And I think a lot of us have strained relationships. You know, we're hanging around each other a lot more at home, or maybe you're at home and you're by yourself and you're feeling isolated and alone. And God can step into our relationships and bring us grace and peace. So what do you need God to step in your world and do for you? He can do more. And I guarantee you, he will. The last thing that verse reminds me of is this. God is the one who should get all the glory. He's the one who should get all the credit for what happens in us, through us, and around us. And here's where it's really challenging for us. There are moments, and I'll just speak for myself. It's challenging for me at moments. When God does something great in me or through me, there are moments I'm tempted to take credit for that. And that's a horrible thing. There are moments I'm tempted to pat myself on the back and say, great job, way to go. You did really well there. But who should get the credit? God should get the credit. God should get the credit for anything great that happens in us and through us. Again, it's his power at work in our lives. So we should be the ones to give God credit for that. And that's what we're gonna be doing today. And this is what I feel like with our Four Flagler series. God is the one who should get all the credit for anything we do for Flagler County. And God should get the credit for the financial commitments that we have made as a church family. So four weeks ago, we had Commitment Sunday. And that was when we gathered together to turn in our financial commitments towards our Four Flagler vision. And we had a lot of people join us that day. And we've actually had some folks say, hey, how can I still do that? So if you haven't had a chance to do that yet, you can go to our website at theepicchurch.com to our Four Flagler tab, and you can fill out an intention card there. But on that day, we gathered and had a special moment of us turning in these intention cards. We put them in these envelopes. On the outside of the envelope, it said, I am for. And we would all write the names of people in our county that we want to know that God is for them by how we serve them. So if you did not get a chance to experience Commitment Sunday, then I want you to take a look at this short video. Watch this. So that was a special defining moment for us as a church. Again, the moment that we came together to say, God, we are for Flagler because you are for Flagler. And I think that our current crisis that we're facing right now is just highlighting the need for the things that we talked about in that vision. 
We need a care network to help people in our community get the resources that they need in times like this. We need a counseling center to help people navigate things like anxiety and depression and isolation. And we need a permanent home where we can serve our community out of in much bigger, better ways. So I've had some people say, man, it's a shame that the coronavirus has kind of messed up the momentum that we've had in Fort Flagler. But I don't feel that way. I feel like the coronavirus is just highlighting the need for the vision that we've talked about, the need for those things. And we need to step into our community in some big ways. And the coronavirus is helping us to rethink how we serve our community. So I'm I'm grateful for these moments to step in and serve our community in their moments of greatest need. Now, as a part of our Four Flagler series, we walked everyone through a pathway to generosity. And this was just a document that I guided everybody through in our services on that day. And it demonstrates what it could look like for us to take steps of faith when it comes to trusting God with our finances, when it comes to learning how to be generous because God is a generous God. And we said things like this. We said there, there would be some of us at the first time giver step. There's some folks say like, listen, I've never given to anything before, or maybe I've never given to a church before. And I'm just kind of entertaining that thought. There'd be some people at that step. There'd be some people at the percentage giving step who are learning to give a percentage of their income on a regular basis. Then there'd be people stepping up to the tithing step of giving a minimum of 10% of their income back to God through our church. Then there'd be people at the intentional level who are giving intentionally beyond tithing. And then we said there'd be people at that legacy level, people who understand that they want giving to outlast them. And so that's kind of the package that we walked everybody through, what it looked like for people to be at those different spots. And one of the things that I think is so amazing about God is that his love for us is not based on the amount of money we give. So let me say that again. God's love for us is not based on the amount of money we give. God is much more interested in what giving does inside of us than anything else. And we see the reality of that in Luke 21. So in verse one of that chapter, it says this, while Jesus was in the temple, he watched the rich people dropping their gifts in the collection box. Then a poor widow came by and dropped in two small coins. And those two small coins represented the smallest currency available at that time. So for us, if you can imagine, it'd be kind of like a couple of pennies. It was worth a little bit more than that, but it would be like having some pocket change. But that's all she had. Nobody was impressed with what she had, but Jesus was impressed with what she did with it. So listen to this in verse three, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow has given more than all the rest of them for they have given a tiny part of their surplus, but she, poor as she is, has given everything she has. Again, God is not impressed by the amount of money we give. He's impressed when giving transforms our hearts and we learn to trust God with everything like this woman did. So here are some of the steps of faith that we have taken to trust God with our finances to fulfill the big vision that God has for us. So we've had 189 families and individuals commit to giving 
to four Flagler. That is phenomenal. That represents a whole lot of people that are involved in this together with us. We also had nine first-time givers to any church. So nine people said, listen, I've never given to church anywhere at any time. And they're stepping in, learning how to do that. I'm so excited for those folks. We had 34 people be first-time givers to Epic. We had 37 people that were percentage givers, stepping in to give a percent of their income on a regular basis back to God through our church family. We had 27 first-time tithers. And tithing is that biblical standard that we see all throughout scripture. So 27 people said, I'm taking that leap of faith. And then we had 50 that were intentional givers saying, listen, I wanna give beyond tithing to some intentional things. And I wanna be very specific about that. We had four legacy givers, people that say, listen, I understand that my giving should outlast me and I want that to happen in my lifetime. And we had 33 people say this was the largest gift they've ever given to God. We had 60 people say this was the biggest step of trusting God with their finances. And that is just phenomenal. It's just been so exciting to see the the steps of faith that we were taking together. Now listen to what some people have said as they turned in their giving. One person said, I lost my husband of 42 years and giving to four Flagler is a way that I can heal from that. Let that sink in for a moment. In this moment of loss in her life, she is finding that giving and being generous is helping her heal. That is a powerful statement. I'm so grateful for her letting us know that. Somebody else said this, money is no obstacle when God has a plan. And I love that because this four flagler vision that we have comes from God. It's his vision for us. And money's not an obstacle because God has a clear plan with it. Then we had several people say this. I said, I'm trusting God to make this happen. And that's where many of us are. We're trusting God to work in our lives, in us and through us to see this vision become a reality. So that was exciting to see the different steps that we're taking. And I wanna know, are you now ready for me to reveal what we have committed to, to be for Flagler? And some of you are thinking, I've been waiting a month, month for this. Some of you are thinking, you've been yakking for 20 minutes. Like, why don't you just be quiet and let us know what we've committed to. So here we are at that moment. Our financial goal was to raise $2.5 million over the next two years. And that was a goal that many of us looked at and said, that's unattainable. Like, we can't reach that. And even our staff, as we sat down and did some ciphering and figuring out like what it's gonna cost for us to do this, we came to that number and we were all like, wow, that's a big number. And then when I revealed this in our Sunday services, we had many people say, how are we ever gonna get there? But the reality is our God is bigger than this number. Our God through his mighty power at work within us can do infinitely more than we can ask our things. So are you ready? for me to reveal where we're at. If so, let me hear a drum roll. So here's our drum roll. And this is what we have committed together to do, to be for Flagler over the next two years. We've committed to give $2.8 million over the next two years. Isn't that phenomenal? 
I, I feel a little bit weird here, you know, by myself celebrating, but man, I am so excited and so proud of our church family for this. So hopefully at home, you're getting the pans, and out, pans out and the pots out and you're banging them all around and being loud and having a lot of fun. Don't go outside and shoot guns in there or anything that could scare your neighbors, but have some fun, especially if you've been a part of this, celebrate what God is doing in us and through us. These are some amazing times for us to be alive and for us to be serving our community and serving our God. And I just want to pause real quick. And I want to celebrate that by, by talking to God about that and thanking him for that. So let's give him the credit real quick. All right. So join me in this. God, I'm so grateful for how you are working in our church family. Or that was a big goal that we had. 2.5 million. It seemed unreachable. It seemed like we couldn't get there and we can't get there without you. We can't get there without working together in what you are doing in our lives. So Lord, we are humbled by how you are working in all of our lives together to be for Flagler. I'm so grateful to be a part of a church family that's so serious about serving our community. We're willing to put our money where our mouth is. So Lord, I pray that you would multiply these resources. I pray that you would help us to reach our community with these resources for Christ. I pray that you would help us to impact thousands of people in Flagler County because of the decision that we've made to let our community know that you are for them by how we serve them. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, thank you for for doing that with me. Now, I want to address a few questions before we close today. Some questions that people have been asking. We've had a lot of people asking, well, when do we start building our building? When do we start our care center, our care network, our counseling center? So let me remind everyone, we just crossed the starting line for four Flagler. We just crossed that starting line. And over the next two years, as we continue to give, we'll see that vision become a reality. And when it comes to our land, we close on our land at the end of May. And I will tell you next week where we stand on that. And I know many of you were hoping I would let you know that today. But what we asked everybody to do is to give a cash donation, if they possibly could, to do that by today. So if you haven't done that yet, if you've wanted to do that, you can still do that by going to theepicchurch.com. You can give securely online there. Now, if you wanted to do that, but our current reality of what we're facing in our world is causing you to to pause on that, I understand. And I'll come back to that in just a minute. So we would love to close with cash on our land. And we are really close. And if you can help us cross that finish line, we would be grateful. Um, But if you need to pause on that for a moment, then again, we understand and I'll come back to that. When it comes to building our church building, we have some eager people, some people who are ready to grab our chainsaws and our shovels and our wheelbarrows and run down to our property once we purchase that property and start clearing it ourselves. And, and I understand because I kind of have a heart like that and I'd love for us to go do that. But we have a lot of work to do before we get to that spot. So we've got to come up with a master development plan. We have to have that approved through the city. We're right now in the early stages of working to figure out what our building's going to look like, how much space we need, what phases we'll have, how much that will cost. So we've got a lot of work to go on that and we'll keep you informed on where we're at on that as these months unfold. When it comes to our counseling center, 
We currently have several local counselors that we make referrals to, and we continue to search for a professional counselor that can join our team and help us build this counseling ministry. And what we're looking for is someone who aligns with us as a church, someone who has a solid biblical foundation, and someone who is licensed with the state of Florida as a counselor. So just be praying for us, for God to reveal that right person that can help us build this ministry. Our care network is being built right now under Brian Baker's leadership and a lot of things are happening. Brian is building teams of people that can serve our community and our church family in times of need like we're going through right now. So if you're interested in working with our care team, our care network, reach out to Brian at care at theepicchurch.com. He would love to hear from you and help you find a spot to help us build that ministry. One of the things our counseling center and our care network needs is office space. So over the past 10 years, we have rented office space from Palm Coast Community Church. And we are so grateful that they've allowed us to do that for that length of time. But we've gotten to a spot where we need to be in our own office space. And we are now in the process of moving to that space. So it is being renovated right now. And we're close to, to finishing that. And once we get in there, we'll let you know that we're in there. And once we're there, Uh, we will be more easily accessible to our church family, to our community, and that's where our counseling center and our care network will be headquartered out of. Another part of our Four Flagler vision is hiring more children's ministry staff and student ministry staff to help us serve our children and students and families in our church family, as well as in our community. And we're in the process of having conversations with folks right now, and we will let you know uh, who those folks are once we get to that time. And we're navigating all of this in light of what we're going through as a world. So when that timing is right, we'll let you know uh, when we're at that spot. Now, another question that people are asking is when should I start giving towards Four Flagler? Our Four Flagler campaign runs from March of this year to March of 2022. And if you can go ahead and start giving, great. We would so appreciate that. But like I said earlier, if you're at a spot where you need to maybe take a time out on that, like you need to to pause for a few weeks, maybe a month or so in in your Four Flagler giving, we understand that. Now, here's something that I said in our Four Flagler series. I said, listen, none of us know what the future holds. None of us know what's going to happen next year, what's going to happen two years from now. And we all might need to make some adjustments to our four Flagler giving. And none of us would have expected that just a few weeks after making that statement, we'd be faced with the coronavirus. So let me make this clear. If you need to make some adjustments to your four Flagler giving, we understand. But here's what I believe. I believe that God is not going to allow a virus to keep us from being four Flagler. I believe God is not gonna allow a virus to keep us from fulfilling this big vision that God has for us. And I think that God is not only gonna help us meet our financial goals that we've set, I think God is gonna help us surpass them. So how is God gonna do that? Remember Ephesians 3.20, it's God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we can ask or think. So God can help us through this current crisis and God can help us fulfill the vision that he has given us as a church. Now, next week, what we're gonna do is uh, we are going to do something different in that we were planning originally to go back to our Deadly Belief series. But we've decided 
that we're not gonna go back to that series. What we're gonna do is we are gonna talk about how we should respond in this current crisis. There are a lot of people afraid right now. There are a lot of people uncertain. A lot of people aren't sure what to do. And so we're gonna spend that Sunday just talking about that subject. So I really hope that you'll join us for that. I think it'll be a very informative time. It'll give us some real handles on how we can walk through this time of uncertainty that we're all facing. Then the week after that, we're gonna celebrate Easter together on April the 12th. And I know that it's gonna be weird this year. It's gonna be very different because we're not gonna be able to gather in person like we typically do. But we're gonna leverage technology and we're gonna have an amazing Easter celebration that day. We're gonna celebrate an event that changed the world. And I hope that you'll invite people to join us online for that. And there are many opportunities for them to join us online for that. Now, this year, what we're gonna do is we're gonna have probably one of the most practical Easter messages that we've ever had. And I'm gonna try to answer this question. What does Easter mean for me? So many people don't make that personal connection for their lives. They think Easter is this event that doesn't really impact me personally. And we're gonna talk about the personal implications it has for us and the ways that it can transform our lives every day. So again, I hope that you will join us for that amazing experience that we're gonna have in just a few weeks. Now, in a moment, I'm gonna pray. And then we're gonna have our discussion questions come up on the screen. And I hope that you'll hang out for just a few more minutes and you'll create some dialogue with those people that are around you or you'll reflect on this personally or you'll reach out on Facebook uh, to engage a conversation of how this message can impact your life today, tomorrow, and the rest of your life. So let's pray together and then we'll have those discussions. Let's pray. So God, I thank you so much for the opportunity for us to leverage technology and continue on having our services where we learn about you and moments where we can celebrate what you are doing in us and through us. So Lord, we're so grateful for how you are working in our church family. And Lord, we know that this current crisis that we're facing is just highlighting the need that there is in our community for us to step into it in bigger ways and serve. So continue to guide us in how to do that in effective ways. And Lord, I pray that you would help us as we continue on in this conversation to dig deeper into how this message can apply to our lives today. In Jesus' name, amen.